0: So, if you weren't at my house yesterday, you're clearly not on the A-list. Just kidding. (laughs) That was just for you, Lori. (laughs) See, Lori needed somebody to, you know, kind of pull her leg every now and then. So when I was uh, when I was eighteen, uh, Mike and I lived with her, Bob, for a little while, and uh, you know it was good for her. You know, but you know at first she would <laughs> at first she was always so horrified at the things that we said. You know, after like three or four months, she was like, "Oh, you guys." <laughs> you know, we were just getting her ready for what Bob and Dan were going to be like as they got older. <clears throat> so, we all, we all need broken in sometimes. Uh, so Jesus, we just thank you for your, your word to us, <clears throat> for your love and mercy. And we just we pray that today you would uh, accomplish exactly what you want in every heart. God, that you would uh, raise our sense of expectation to be exactly what you have for us today. Lord God, uh, you know what we need even if we don't. And we, just, we pray today that You would plant Your Word in us and, and feed us and with that, that manna from heaven. We pray it in Your righteous name. Amen. Amen. <coughs> yep. I'm going steal Mike's, to steal Mike's story while I'm on that subject. Um, when we lived there, um, Mike and I were practicing what's known as early American poverty. Living La vida Broca, as they call it, <laughs> and uh, um, uh you know part of uh being broke means you work on your own car and uh'cause and you know i don't know if if I had a dime to throw at somebody else fixing my car, like, I'd rather do that <laughs> like change my oil, are you kidding it's like who does that but um, you know, and part that's partly because that's what I used to do. But um uh, uh Mike had changed his brakes in his in his car and uh the grass was a little tall there and uh apparently uh, a brake pad got forgotten in the grass and uh uh Bobby Murray's landlord lived across the street and he was a crusty, grumpy old guy. And, I, I could, you well, know, I could blame him for feeling, couldn't blame him for feeling somewhat unchristian after uh, running over the brake pad with his mower. Uh, but, uh, I mean, he just really dressed Mike down. Just, I mean, yelling at him and then just acting like a doofus, basically. And, uh, you know, it was really great because, uh, uh, then, you know, Lori just comes tearing out of the house. And you know, just confronts this guy, you know, and uh, something about a mother doesn't matter if she's yours or not. <laughs> it's like for that moment, she sure is, you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, she really let him have it, and and uh, you know, no regard for the the fact that this guy could you know kick them out of their house or or whatever. You know, it's like you no, know, you're not gonna treat my friends that way, that kind of thing. And uh, gosh, that's been 20 years ago, probably something like that. And uh, I know you guys didn't know Lori was that old, but um, uh, you know, I mean, cause she was still in high school when that happened. But uh, um, so you know, it's it's precious uh, how how God puts people in your life, and he puts the body together. I was thinking yesterday morning about how all these cool people were going to be at my house, and uh, and all the cool people that weren't there. It's okay. But um, uh, no, I was just thinking about how uh, it's really a blessing to have that that fellowship with people, and uh, it was interesting having my aunt and uncle there. 'Cause my parents are so quiet and reclusive and my uncle is anything but you know, talking to everybody, like he's like he was like asking around, he's like, Who made that pie? <laughs> like found Beth and shook her hand, he's like, That was amazing pie. Oh, it's like it's like so yeah. It's like not everybody in my family is as quiet as my parents. So uh, go with me to um first uh, John three. I don't know about you, but uh, I've always gotten rather bunched up about feeling like I needed to have some sort of ooey-gooey kind of feeling Uh, when I go to prayer or, you know, think about the Lord because I think it's just human nature that it's really easy to get used to something and you kind of become accustomed to it and, and it's... I hate to say take it for granted. Maybe that's probably the right thing to say, but just it doesn't seem as amazing as it did when you first got it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like getting a car, you know? I, the first day I had my new car. The first week I had my new car. Just driving it all around I was all excited. And I still really enjoy driving it, but now it's just like, yeah, that's my car, you know? And, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, um, uh Heidi's folks were at the at the party yesterday and they're like, Man, this is a great place. It's like, yeah, I I think everybody just kinda needed an excuse to party. We've lived here for like a year. <laughs> and uh you know, so um you know, and I seriously like the first month that we lived there, I just kinda wandered around my house, like, Yes, this is my house, you know. And it's like now I have live, lived there for like a year. It's like, Yep, this is my house. You know, and relationships are kind of like that sometimes you know like you know if you've been friends with somebody a really long time you've been married a really long time the there's this sense of stability in the relationship that is not so gooey but it's but it's very real and uh, it's like it's like super glue it's really sticky when it's still wet but then once it's dry it's just it's dry it's not going anywhere and, um, you know, having been married for a long time, I can tell you that, you know, it's the early part of a relationship is really great, how exciting it is and all ooey-gooey, for lack of a better word. And, uh, you know, she bats her eyelashes at you and you flex your biceps. And, and uh thank you, Heidi. And... uh <laughs> <laughs> You know, people are so great. You know, like, uh I, I remember, you know, Heidi being like, yeah, I saw Bobby, and I like, oh, generic muscular guy, whoop-de-doo, you know. I thought, man, that does my heart good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Every time I look in the mirror, I think, I expect to see Dwayne Johnson there, and then it's me. <laughs> well, uh but, um, no, you know, so Cynthia and I got married super young and uh young enough that as I get older I think, how did that possibly work? You know, but uh um it worked, you know, and you know, now that we've been married for like eighteen years, it's not so ooey gooey or exciting all the time, but it's it's good, it's stable and it's comfortable. It's like it's like your old beat up pair of slippers You don't want to go get a new pair. You want the old beat-up pair. That's the one that I'm going to put on when I get home. You know? uh, So, you know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Uh, No, see, I am the beat-up pair of slippers for her. So,
1: (laughs) So, you know, she...
0: I keep waiting for her to go buy a new pair, and she just keeps uh, just keeps the old beat up pair around. Uh, but you know, uh, it's interesting because God is a spirit; you can't see Him, and and He's not so much like you and me, and yet He He wants to have a relationship with us. You know, and it, and it's like children. You know, you could have children, and that's great, but Uh, what's really great about having kids is when they they interact with you and they talk with you and they want to spend time with you. You know, it's like, uh, what was it? No, Friday. I felt horrible when I came home from work. I was just not feeling good physically. I like stumbled in the door. I was like limping around. And Zoe just tackled me when I came in the door. And she's like, Daddy! Like clinging to my leg and... Like, I'm limping my way, in, you know, to put my stuff down and everything. And, and uh, she's like, like the little girl that dances on her dad's feet, practically, you know. So, um, and that's great, you know. And, you know, she climbs up in my lap and she tells me that she's my pookie. And it's like, you know, it doesn't get much better than that, you know. Uh, you know, but God likes that kind of stuff from us. You know, and, uh, you know, when I was growing up, it's like my dad came in the door. And was like, hey, dad, whatever, you know, went back to what I was doing, you know, and now that I have kids, I think, man, that's kind of lame, because my kids do that sometimes, you know, like if they're watching a movie or, or something, I come in and like, hey, dad, it's not quite the same as, you know, they're like tackling you, you know, but. Of course, I have some, there's someone else in the house that tackles me when I come in, too. So. She's not too busy. Yeah, yeah the cat, yeah. You know, and then she follows me around the house and rubs against my legs. I'm so glad you're home. I was so excited about having an office outside of the house. And Cynthia was like, that's great. Dang it. Uh, she's she's taking it well. So, um, But, you know, uh, the way that we love people is, is how we love God. You know, he, he says that, uh, you know, when he, because he talked about the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25. And they were all God's people. But he, he boiled it down to what they did and didn't do. How they treated his people. Uh, because the goats were mystified that they're like, when did we see you hungry or naked or in prison or sick? or you know, And we didn't do something for you. It's like, well, because you didn't do it to the least of these, you didn't do it to me. And and the sheep were equally mystified. Like When when did we see you in those places and, and minister to you? And he's like, well, because you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. Um, Keith Green did a really great song of that. It kind of has this sort of dark humor going in it, you know, and and uh, but it's it's very serious, you know, and it really brings home the how serious that parable is. Uh, But that that idea of the the least of these, you know, being how you would treat him, is is a really precious thing. And so, you know, I take a lot of comfort in uh, you know, in that, that thought that the way that we love God's people is, is how we love Him. Uh, because uh, it took me years to admit it, but I am actually a people person and I like people. I didn't think that I was. I didn't think that I did, but apparently I do. So, uh, you know, <clears throat> I would always complain about how long it took us to get out of here and then I would come to church by myself and I would still be the last person here. So yeah, just talkative, uh so in first John three, hmm, try and find a good place to start here, the perfectionist in me wants to start where there's a little like subject change break, but I'm gonna start in ten because if I read anything. Before 10, then we're going to talk about something else entirely, and we're going to be here all morning. Uh, uh, In this, the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil, whosoever does not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loves not his brother. This is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Uh, And that's precisely what Jesus told his disciples in, uh, in John 15. Uh, he, he said, this is a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And goes on to talk about um, laying down his life for them. And that that, that being the expectation of, of of how we would love one another. So he says, this is the message you've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was that wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore slew he him, because his own works were evil and his brothers were Righteous. And uh, that's one of those those great indicators that if, of envying and strife and, and being carnal and still walking as men, because uh, it's it's just human nature to be jealous of somebody else having something really cool. And uh, uh, but what he's you know you would think it's like well actually I, I should be happy. Uh, for them that they have this really great thing and uh you know of course Cain had this this problem with with Abel and so, and uh, and he he wouldn't deal with his problem with Abel and God wouldn't accept his sacrifice and uh and and it's interesting here because you know sometimes uh you know we all hear these stories of how it's like oh I'm going to I'm going to punish you by giving you an attitude or and/or not coming to church and, and all this stuff. Like, did you notice I haven't been there? Like, yeah, kind of. It's been really peaceful. <laughs> my God. I mean, I, I wish you were here and on board, but, you know, if you're not going to be on board, then you may as well not be here. Uh, you know, it, it's amazing how. You know, having, having somebody on the team that's not a team player just kind of ruins everything. You know, because we had a little company meeting Friday afternoon, and we were talking with the guys. And, and guys have really given us a really great team. And uh, something came up about the guy that used to work for us last year. And uh, uh, and we were just talking, and it's like, I just don't see him fitting in with the team, you know. And, 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 we had, you know, one of the guys was having a little bit of an issue. We were kind of getting feedback from different guys on the team that, hey, so and so's got this problem. Uh, and, uh, and so we were able to deal with that on Friday, you know, because it's like that kind of attitude, uh, that, that's, you know, kind of, well, it's my way or the highway, and, you know, you know, I'm going to just give you attitude because I can kind of thing. It, it's destructive for the team and and the the church does that. it's like well it's like i I don't like the way he does that or i hate when she says that thing and and uh um you know but it's it's uh, that sense of uh of having the same goals in mind is is a really important thing and uh but you know so so Cain is like wasn't punishing Abel any. By, by hating him and and not dealing with his stuff. He was he was punishing himself. He was ostracizing himself and and uh making it where God wouldn't accept his offering. So he says, uh, Marvel not, my brethren, if the world hate you. Of course Jesus said that uh, uh they hate me, so they'll hate you. And uh nobody likes being hated. It's really lame. (laughs) You know, it's like, like, can't we all just get along now? I mean, come on. You know, and uh, um, you know, I I grew up with lots of people that hated me. And uh, uh, so, you know, it it isn't fun. But you kind of get used to it, I guess you could say. (laughs) You know, and you you kind of you find those people that actually care about you and you kind of band together with them and that's what that's what the church is but we're this around this nucleus of of jesus and you know and and you know the world doesn't like him so the world doesn't like us you know we had uh I, i probably told a lot of you about this customer that just just made one of my guys feel terrible and just acted like he didn't know what he was doing just basically just made him feel like a big loser i talked to him for a while after work because he just felt so bad i was like you know i was like i you know you mean a lot more to me than this lady's opinion i I really don't care it's like you don't like my guys hell with you you know that's kind of was the kind of the attitude i took i I was polite to her but uh to her face (laughs) because she's the customer but well, because she's a person because, you know, I mean because for what she was paying us it's like this is not worth as much headache lady. Yeah. And uh yeah. you know,
1: but again it's
0: like the 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 cost of the job even, you know, what uh you know, Nick's sense of value to me was way more than what that lady was gonna pay us. If she didn't pay us anything, I you know I wasn't gonna blame him for it. Yeah, and uh yeah. you know, and so you know, turns out I, I am a people person, but uh, you know, but you know, having that that sense of team, you know, we you know we've had a few customers that were really difficult, and everybody kind of just banded together and and pushed through it, and that that's how it should be. Yeah, yeah. So he says, we know that we've passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. He that loves not his brother abides in death. Whosoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So that's an interesting uh, indicator. It's like so uh, so when we love the brethren, we know that we've passed from death unto life, and that if we if we don't love our brother, then we're abiding in death so he he talks about it in this sense of uh, you can you can check. It's like a dipstick, you know. If you think your brother's a dipstick, maybe you need to check your dipstick. <laughs> so, uh, see, I need to have Dan come up here during the. You know. <laughs> I wish he would do that because Ron tells the greatest jokes, and it would just be awesome. Just once, one time, <laughs> it would be great. But, but you know, I mean, you you can you can hear it. If you listen to yourself talk, you know, what is, it, what is it you say about people? It's like, well, you know, so-and-so, they, uh-huh. And, uh, and you know, that sense of criticism and finding fault, it's like, it's like that doesn't sound like loving the brethren. You know, and, uh, you know, and that was what, you know, part of what was so great about the party yesterday, it was like, it was just awesome. I mean, it, it was noisy, and because everybody was having a good time, not because anybody was shouting at anybody, I mean, that was, you know, all we were missing was like, the, in the background, I mean, it was like a really good party, you know, but the, uh, um, you know, but there wasn't any sense of like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so's here, and like, oh, I can't believe you would do such a, you know, none of that stuff you know i've been to plenty of
1: gatherings
0: of various kinds where there was all kinds of that stuff going on and it's no fun to be there you just kind of wish you were somewhere else and uh especially when it's something to celebrate have you ever been to a wedding where somebody was really upset that they were getting married it's like why didn't you just stay home (laughs) you know it's like uh and if any of you has any cause why these two should not be married, then you should not be here. You know. <laughs> I want to try that someday, just see. <clears throat> I mean, I've, I've seriously never been to a wedding where anybody stood up and was like, hey, I have something. But, you know, just to, I don't know, kind of watch it dawn on their faces, like, it's because you've all heard it a million times. It's like, you know, speak now or forever hold your peace. It's like, if any of you has any cause, keep it to yourself and go away. No, no, we love you. We want you on the team. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm still working on, on, on playing well with people that don't agree with me. No. Um, But uh, but he says, whosoever hates his brother is a murderer. And you know no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. And Jesus made this really plain in the Sermon on the Mount. Because he said that if you hate your brother without a cause, then you've murdered him in your heart. And so uh, that's uh, definitely a higher standard than uh, you're okay as long as you didn't pull out a gun and shoot him. You know, it's a bit different, definitely more exacting. And he says, hereby perceive we the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. Uh, and, you know, God, I think, often work begins working these things in our life with the people that are closest to us because um, you know, it's, it's easy to, it's, you know, you appreciate everybody that's here. You know, but you don't know everybody real well sometimes, and so so God starts with these people that are real close to you, and then you deal with them and uh you know things happen that are that are difficult and uh or upsetting or or what have you and and it gives you this opportunity to to see what you would do with the people that you love the most when things get tough and then. You find out hopefully that uh, that you would do those things right, uh, and and your your circle of those people that are closest to you gets bigger and bigger, and, and uh, you know, and as it should be. <laughs> but uh, uh, that sense of laying down your life uh, for one another is not something we do well in the church. It's like, well, it's like I, I would do that, but that sounds rather inconvenient for me, or. You know, it's like, well, you know, I, I really, you uh, I'm hungry. I'm going to leave now, you know. I mean, are you not glad, you know, when you have some, like, horrible gut-wrenching crisis and you come up here to talk to Ron after church and he's, he's not like, you know, it's like, you know it's 2 o'clock and I'm, I'm hungry. My kids are eating ramen in the kitchen. It's like, seriously, you know. <laughs> I'm so glad he doesn't do that because I've had some times when it's just like, I, I really need to talk to him, <laughs> you know. And so, but that's that sense of laying down your your life for the brethren. It's like you know he, you know, because he, he he gives us that example. Just like Paul said, "Follow me as I follow Christ." You've got me for an example because, um, you know, I I would imagine if it if it were me, I put myself in that place, and I think if my phone rang that many times in a day, I would just hide my head, in my hands. I'm going to chuck my phone out the window, you know. It's like, it's like, I need just five minutes to myself. You know. So, um, but that, that sense of, you know, laying that life for somebody else, it's like a mom having kids. You know, I mean, occasionally, you know, if we, we had the crying baby that you just put them down and walked away slowly, <laughs> back away and then, you know, scream in a pillow or whatever, but, um, you know, but, uh, you know, and it, it doesn't stop when they they get out of diapers necessarily, but it's like you always, you know, I don't know, Zoe had a bad dream last night, which which means that she hadn't fallen asleep yet, and she had some thought that troubled her, and you um, uh, so he was just, had just laid down, and she's like, Mom! And it, it's like I don't know. We should just get her a little bell. Because if you don't come immediately, Mom! we have this book uh, about this this little kid that he lays down for, for bedtime. and He decides he wants a glass of water. He's like, Mom. <laughs> Mom's like washing dishes and on the phone, and she's like, Hang hey, on. Like, a couple minutes go by. Mom! Eventually, like, the kid's, like, stomping up and down in, in his room and, like, doing, like, this little, like, angry troll dance and screaming. And, you know, of course, then Mom comes in the room like, Seriously? Give me five minutes. You know? You know, but uh, sometimes, uh, you know, if you don't come soon enough, that's what happens at our house. But, um and if, if I'm the one that shows up to answer the, the little thing, I'm like, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> because I am not a mother. Cindy's <laughs> oh, so like, oh, what's the matter, Pookie? I'm like, what's the matter with you, Pookie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> oh. I, I, I had trouble going to sleep last night because I drank, like, a pot of coffee yesterday. And so I was just laying there. And, I mean, Cynthia was in there for, like, an hour, you know. And she just laid in there with her and talked with her. She prayed with her until so she finally just, you know, went to sleep or whatever. And it's like, you know, that's that sense of laying down your life for somebody else. You know, it's like putting aside, you know, what you would like to do or want to do or or whatever, you know, for somebody else. Um, and I think it's a, a little easier to do those things for other people when you recognize that you're doing it for Him. Because if you're doing it for for these people, then you're doing it for Him. And uh, So He says, hereby we perceive the love of God because He laid down His life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso has this world's good and sees his brother have need and shuts up his bowels of compassion from him, how dwells the love of God in him? Well, at least I'm comfortable. Mm. You know, like, that sucks to be you. Um, you know, and, and there are times that, you know, you want to be led by God because I, I've had, I've heard of, you know, people having needs and I really wanted to do something about it. But I just had this sense from God's like, well, but, I'm, I'm doing something here, and if you, you know, if you you know, run in there with your, you know, you know, with your bail them out thing, then you're actually making things worse for them. This is going to take even longer, so so just sit tight. So you you want that leading from God, but you know, but it's interesting how he says he shuts up his bowels of compassion from him. It's like, well, do you care that that's happening to them? You know, because I always read that and I thought it's like you know, like you know, and you you see your brother, you know needs ten bucks, and you don't give him ten bucks, then, you know, how does the love of God in him. But you could not give him the ten bucks and if God would not have you do that and really care, yeah. you know, and, and want to do something for them that really makes a difference. So he says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. <clears throat> I was talking to my children the other day about the word love. Because, you know, English is a very limited language when it comes to talking about love like i i love cynthia i love the kids i love my job i love pizza i love coffee it's like it's not all the same thing and uh but we use the same word and and so i was i was explaining to them how you know it's like you know the love that you have for a friend is the word uh and it was it's a in, in the to the greeks it was a very noble type of thing and you know and friendship is like that it's like you know it's it really is you know real real friendship it really is love you know it's like i was i was telling the kids i was like have you ever heard me tell mike uncle mike that i love him and they're like no i was like no right but i do and he knows that i do and i know that he loves me but it's like you know i don't leave the office at the end of the day like all right man i love you Especially not since our office is in Lawrence, you know. <laughs> wouldn't want anyone to get the wrong idea <laughs> so but you know um, you know, but love is like that, you know, and um, you know, like Mike and I have been friends for like thirty years, and there's been a lot of times over those years that there was times that i needed something and it was really not convenient for him but he would just you know take care of it and vice versa you know because that's what love does and so uh so there's this difference then between loving in in word and then in deed you know because you can say you love somebody uh, because you know you could you know you can make your mouth say it like man, I really love you, and then back in your mind you're thinking I can kill you, you know, and uh, <laughs> right, you know. It's like is he smiling at me or is he baring his teeth? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Well, he said he loved me, you know. Oh, <sighs> it's like you love it when God just like pins your flesh to the wall. It's like how honest are you? Like, well uh. <laughs> um, So hereby we know that we're the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. You know, and that's a precious thing because loving this God that you can't see with your eyes, it's like, Well, I, I mean I think you know, I mean, do I love him? I, I think I love him. I mean say I do and man, I'm really glad I'm not going to hell. Um you know? Um uh, no, but he's but he gives us these indicators. He's like, you know, the way that you treat the least of these is the way that you treat me. And so, you know, if you love the brethren, then happy day. <clears throat> and uh, so he says, hereby we know we're the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemns us, then God is greater than our heart and knows all things. And what well, that—that's a sermon all within itself. <laughs> you know, because in the in the pursuit of pleasing this god that you love because you love him you want to please him you can really go on a witch hunt and you can find you can freak out over the most tiny miniature insignificant things you know and it's like you know i mean i guess you know to me a good example would be you know it's like if your best friend showed up and his hair was like all messed up, look like he just rolled out of bed and showed up, do you care? No. You know, so, you know, if you, you know, you show up to the prayer closet with uh, something green in your teeth, does God care? No. You know, in a, you know, figuratively speaking, of course. Um, you know, and so, you know, we find these tiny little things in our life to get so worked up about. And God's like, I'm so glad you're here. Like I was hoping you would come by this morning because I, I made the coffee and you know, I got the maple frosted donuts from Casey's. You know, and and I know some people like those weird jelly filled ones, so I got some of those. <laughs> <sighs> so if you if you went away from my house yesterday and you were not like going into pancreatic shock then you should come back because there's still plenty left. So, that was, a, that was a brilliant... And some, somebody brought something savory. I was like, oh, bless you. Because, you know, living on nothing but dessert is great, but sometimes you want something salty. So, uh, but, you know, he says if our heart condemns us, then God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. So, if you have things in your heart that you're trying to sort through, you can't figure out, is this good, bad, indifferent, or does this even matter? He knows all that stuff, and He's greater than all that stuff, and He knows how to sort through it. You know that—that's the thing that that Adam didn't have before he ate the fruit of the tree. He didn't have to try and sort through all this stuff, he, because God told him, "Well, this is good. This is not good," and and that's that. It says beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence toward God. You know because. Because if you feel that sense of not like if there's something there you know if you feel like there's some indifferent or some uh, undefinable thing that God's not happy with in you or or if you've got you, you think that you know brother so-and-so gave me a funny look yesterday so he must not like me you know that kind of stuff will pop up right then yeah. when, when you go to the prayer closet and then you have this sense of your heart condemning you and it's like well there's this thing and i wonder what it is i wonder i mean i i gave him a hug and i was like man it's good to see you and you know and he looked at me funny and and now i he must hate my guts and oh no there's something horrible that he knows about me and you know and then just you know (laughs) mushroom cloud you know but God knows how to take those things and help you sort through them because when you have those things sorted out, whether it's something real that you actually get dealt with or something imagined that that you you realize it's imagined and you just kind of sweep it away, then then you have confidence toward God. And and when you and especially because you have this adversary, it's like you know, there's there's nothing like, uh, you know, you see those movies where it's like these people are, man and a woman are in a relationship and he's got this friend. It's like I don't know about her, and you know, it's like always saying these things that like would create doubt. There's this one movie in particular that comes to mind, but uh, it's you know we have this adversary that wants to do that same thing, where it's like well. You know, but what does he really think about you? And, and you know, what would he say if he looked at you face to face? So he says, "Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments." And that's another thing that Jesus uh, said. He's like, "If you love me, keep my commandments." Yeah, and and that's pretty straightforward. And, uh, and so Cynthia knows to keep my commandments at the house. <laughs> Just kidding. Sleep on the couch tonight. <laughs> if I slept on the couch, she would be out there with me. So. In fact, in 18 years, I can't think of a time I ever slept on the couch. So, um, But whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him because we keep His commandments. <laughs> well, well, that has yet to be determined. The day is young. I've got plenty of time for damage control. <laughs> Brownie points. I, I know how to work this thing, so so, and we do those things that are pleasing in His sight. And this is His commandment that you should believe on the name of the Son Jesus Christ and love one another as He gave us commandment. So He reiterates that, you know, of course John was standing there when Jesus said it. It's like I was standing right there, and He told us to love one another. And he that keeps His commandments dwells in Him, and He in Him. And hereby we know that He abides in us by the Spirit which He's given us. Um. There's a lot of stuff in here, like all through the book, that to me seemed like it should all be in the same place. But it's like John would he kind of talk about something for me, then he'd come back to the love thing. Then he'd talk about something else. Then he'd come back to the love thing again. Uh, so just at the, at the end of chapter 4, uh, verse 20, I want to wrap up with this. He says, If a man says, I love God, and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he that loves not his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he hasn't seen? And this commandment, happily from him, that he that loves God loves his brother also. So, and it's great when God gives you some commandment that's really not all that hard. It's like, like love your brother. Oh, okay. Well, you know, God puts all these really cool people that are easy to love in your life, and and then it's like, okay, well, let's check. You know, and then one of them really, really, really makes you mad, and because you love them, you deal with it and and move on because uh they are more valuable than than your hurt feelings and uh and and of course God's expectation that we all get along and love one another uh trumps our hurt feelings you know i always tell my children it's like you know there's there's a whole world of people out there that are going to hate you and you know but for you know, i can't imagine why they would but they will and but here at home, you guys are going to love each other, and you guys are going to treat each other right. And uh, you know, and and that's really all that God expects out of us, I think, as far as you know the way that we deal with one another. Yeah. So Jesus, we we thank you for your word to us. Uh, we thank you for uh, the people that you have surrounded us with, uh, God. Uh, every time we get together, God, it's a reminder of the the precious temple that you're building, God, and the the that you would surround us with. Um, people in whom your spirit dwells. And, and I just I pray this morning that your word would grow in us and flourish in us and that you would do exactly what you want to do in every heart and every life uh, and that you would bring your will uh, to pass in each of us, Lord God, everything that you have ordained for us. God, you said your word wouldn't return to you void. Get done in this those things that, that you want done. God, we pray it and ask it in the name of Jesus. There